Welcome to Season 4, Episode 14 of the Family Travel Australia Podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good Family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Welcome. Good morning. Fantastic to be joining you again this week. For a family travel podcast, we, as always, have had a pretty full and exciting week. Mm-hmm. Those wheels have been turning, another beautiful destination. And we are sad to say goodbye to Cumberland River Holiday Park. Really, really sad to leave here and only two nights, which is not enough. Definitely not enough. I think if you can come and stay for longer and really Unwind. This is one of those places where you are forced to unplug from all of your goodies and really unwind and enjoy the environment. So looking forward to a return visit. Yeah, look, having the fireplace alongside the babbling brook uh, and that beautiful towering escarpment, you know, of the gorge. Anyway, it was really just an incredible location Mm. and we met some really lovely families either side of us camping and that's always a joy as well when you meet really nice people and they're connected with their family because of what they're doing with their time with their family. Camping, love it. Awesome. And I also love the cramming of information in the final minutes before you're about to depart for your next location. You guys, have you been here? You've got to go here now. Write this down. And what about this place? And what about this place? We took many notes from those beautiful people. We always laugh at the the timing of the most conversation with your fellow campers seems to be when you're hitching. Uh, <laughs> Anybody else out there experience yes. this? And we know it's coming, so we just like, you know, just enjoy it and, and connect and, you know, make sure that you're present. But at first we were like, why does it happen when you're, when you're trying to hitch up and get out of here? Um, and then we're like, oh, that's just the, the way it is. It's kind of like the kitchen in the house. It's the comfortable area, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is. And it seems to be, I'll take advantage of that opportunity while, while that bloke's out there getting his van sorted to go and have a bit of a chinwag. And, a bit of a yarn. Yeah. So we hit the road. It was another grey, drizzly day. So we took it fairly easy as we meandered our way along those incredible cliff faces around through lawn, uh, said goodbye with a selfie underneath the massive great ocean road sign that's located on the start of the east end of this great touring drive. And we headed straight to Bells Beach to check out the famous waves and those brave surfers that are that are challenged by those enormous waves. And cold. Yes. Brave and cold surfers. Um, do you know what I love? And I've loved this the entire Great Ocean Road is that you have this juxtaposition of spectacular, windswept, wild, rugged coastline. And then on the other side, you have this beautiful farming land or old growth forests or it's just such a perfect blend. And Bells is no exception to this. It's been a long time since we'd visited Bells and I couldn't really remember what it looked like And so to have, you know, this 
huge car park because obviously they accommodate for a lot of visitors mm. across the year, especially when they do have the tournaments on. And then to look out and just see grassland and rolling hills and huge tall trees in amongst, mind you, the spectacular homes that have been built up there, it's quite awesome. It's still a country town. Yeah, it really is. And I'd love to be there during the the real buzz of a surfing pro tour. I think that would be pretty amazing energy to be in and around and and seeing the action and hearing it called and everyone there enjoying these uh, you know professionals doing their best. Just down the road is Torquay and it actually reminded us of a an early days kind of Gold Coast beachside village with all the branding still that you'd expect from a famous surf town like that. Um, but we we continued on and enjoyed a beautiful drive along the ocean front to Queenscliff. And this was one of those places that we knew we were literally passing through to catch our ferry uh, across Port Phillip Bay. Uh, but as we drove through and we're looking at all these old beautiful heritage buildings and pubs and beautiful cafes and real restaurant vibe, we thought, ah, oh, I wish we could have stayed here overnight. This looks very cool. Yeah, I think it will be somewhere that we go back and visit again. And I mean, how awesome that you can catch the ferry. And this is something that we didn't even know was possible. So thanks to Paul's dad, Peter, aka Papa Feelgood, as Jasper likes to call him, for saying to us, don't drive around through Melbourne. Like, you know, get on the ferry. So it's pretty awesome that you can and so easy. It could not have been any easier. It really is. They are moving people every hour either way, uh, whether you're coming from Sorrento on the other side where we were headed or from Queenscliff, uh, and it is absolutely a machine. It is it is like clockwork. Uh, the ticket price arguably is up there. I mean, we've had different versions of this conversation with other travellers. We think the value's great. You know, it's a 40-minute journey. It ends up costing 100 and $78. It was actually $181. Uh, broken down as follows. $3 discount for booking online, which brought it down to $178. Uh, $9 for a child. $13 for any additional adult that isn't the driver with the vehicle. So the vehicle with driver, 4x4 four four with myself, was $69. And then it's $10 per metre rounded up for your caravan. So our caravan, just under nine metres, was $90, and that's that's how we get to that sort of $178, $180 mark. So uh, look, to save all that time driving through, to have an experience where you're, you're on a, a really comfortable vessel on the ocean, like a mini Spirit of Tasmania mm-hmm. without the swell, we think is great. Definitely. I, I think the value is... Excellent. It's not something that you would do every day, but I think what it saves in time and more than likely stress driving through the city with your van, which we 
you know, interestingly had to do anyways because we were making our way into Melbourne for a wedding. But to save all of that and to be able to have that experience. And isn't there something amazing about being on the water? And it doesn't matter what vessel you no, are in. You could be on a kayak. You could be on the spirit of Tasmania. There is something amazing about being on the water. Yeah, we really are ocean people. We we both grew up on beaches, uh, Katie on the sunny coast and me on the Goldie. And having that experience of always being by the ocean in or on it uh, is is always going to be something that we seek out to do because we just love it. And interestingly, you're able to actually stay in your vehicle, but you're allowed to hop into your van. So we're all sitting in the van looking out the... <laughs> The window where we're recording this podcast now at Port Phillip Bay, just passing by. This is a really strange experience. It was like being on a cruise ship in your own van, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it was excellent. Jasper loved it. And awesome that you can, you know, just hang out in your vehicle if you want to. Have a cuppa. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. But- Of course, on board, there are plenty of facilities and things to keep you occupied on your 40-minute journey. Yeah, there sure is. I mean, there's the upper deck, which is completely open air and really beautiful, actually, to to stand up there and and take it all in and watch all the other boats and, uh, you know, see the little islands and different parts of Port Phillip Bay as you're journeying along. And there's lounges. There's an area called the Port Sea Lounge, and it looked like an adults-only area, licensed. On the other side is a main food and beverage area. Uh, There's plenty of souvenirs for the kids, plenty of seating areas, and there's even a kid's playground. So it's very well set up to make every demographic of traveller have a good experience. Yeah, awesome. And something I really loved. And I think next time, Paul, when we when we are staying in this area, whether it is on the Queenscliff side or whether it is on the Mornington Peninsula, but they market a, you know, go to lunch with us. So as a walk-on passenger yeah, for like $13. Exactly, or $9 if you're a kid. Mm-hmm. You can have a 40-minute boat ride journey. And then go to lunch on the other side of the bay. And I just think this is excellent because it's it's all about the experience and they've they've been marketing this so well. So I think next time we are staying in this area, we will have to do that just to, you know, have that great fun experience of crossing back over the bay. Yeah, look, uh, a, a very easy journey. It's easy to get your van on and off. Uh, they guide you the whole time, so there's nothing to feel nervous or concerned about. Uh, yeah, very safe, secure, and enjoyable experience. So we then disembarked over at Sorrento, and only oh, not even 10 minutes drive up the road to our next campground in Rye. This was a really random choice for us. When I was looking at accommodation options along the Mornington Peninsula, there was plenty that presented themselves and having never stayed there before, it was a little bit of eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Um, so we picked this White Cliffs campground and it was fantastic. What I loved is 
In the coming days, we discovered that basically the entire foreshore of the Mornington Peninsula is dedicated to caravan and camping spots, which, I mean, it's prime real estate Mm. and it is just spectacular right on the waterfront of Port Phillip Bay. So the councils have done a fantastic job in this region of really providing access. There are unpowered sites, of course. There are so many powered sites, it is hard to believe unless you drive along and see it with your own eyes just how much land has been dedicated. Kilometres and kilometres and I guess if you're not from this area and and you're not aware of it, it's probably why we were so impressed and we sound so surprised. Just, I guess, coming from a place like the Gold Coast where if if there's prime real estate, then it's developed and... (laughs) You know, there's high-rises everywhere. So to see so much land dedicated to camping, to make it accessible and enjoyable for everyone is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, So the White Cliffs campground that we stayed at and its neighbouring campground, they're seasonal. Of course, it gets super, super chilly down there in winter. So the campgrounds do close for a period of time. But I found everything about the experience very easy as well. Um, And whilst the website maybe is a little bit uh, old and clunky and I had read a lot of comments from people saying how hard it was to book a site, it actually wasn't that hard at all. It's an unmanned caravan park, if you like, for want of better words, camping ground. So there is no reception to go and check into. Everything is done via your online booking and you get sent your confirmations via email. So it is a very easy, streamlined process. As you say, with no on-site managers, uh, that can be the the hiccup for some travellers. We certainly didn't have a uh, a confused experience or anything like that. It was, it was very straightforward, really, just there weren't managers there. However, there is a twice-daily council staff member, a cleaner, that comes and walks through the park, cleans uh, all of the amenities, comes and says hello, checks in, everything okay. Uh, So, you know, really it's kind of like you have actually got a touch point and someone making sure that you're comfortable the whole time. Anyway, interestingly, we did get to see... Melbourne provide four seasons in every day. Like it, it mm, was maybe even every hour. Some it days was amazing. Uh, I think you can really get a a greater sense of the environmental changes when you are on the water, uh, like this camping, absolutely blowing a gale, and then crystal clear turquoise water that made us feel like we were in the Witch Sundays looking at it across a glassed Port Phillip Bay and then the next morning waking up to a metre swell crashing up against all of those beautiful beach boxes as they're called. Yeah, it was interesting. Certainly the environment is beautiful. Those beach boxes are just gorgeous and they they line the foreshore in all of their beautiful colourful glory and Jasper and I loved exploring those and picking out the you know the colours that we we liked and talk about that crystal clear water and gosh aren't kids amazing I don't know whether they just don't feel the cold or whether they just don't have any fears but 
Jasper, fully clothed, oh, shoes geez. and socks on, straight into that icy water of Port Phillip Bay on on one particular day when it was at its absolute finest, looking like a beautiful glassy lake. And he played in there for, gosh, it must have been close to an hour before he realised, hmm, actually, this is quite cold. So he had an absolute ball. Look, it reminds me of a story I I heard of a, a guy, he was on network television in America. And the story goes that he was on there talking about having eight kids and what it was like as a parent. And the news anchor says to him, how do you do it, man? <laughs> and he says just really straight, just don't have too many rules, you know, makes it actually pretty easy. And I remember thinking that is such a great story. And so sometimes you do have to not have too many rules. Mm. You know, we all enjoyed that moment and Kate and I didn't get wet at all. So it, it was ex- it was exciting for him and fun for us. The, the only bit that wasn't maybe so enjoyable <laughs> was us trying to clean the sand out of every part of Jasper and every pocket and shoes and socks. I mean, jumper, everything was caked in, you know, this icy cold sandy water. Yes, but thankfully they had super hot showers to make our little cold boy very happy again. (laughs) So just a a great camp spot. Mm. And, I mean, we chose White Cliffs located at Rye. As you say, Katie, there was a huge amount to, to choose from. And if you knew the area or you've been there or you had time to drive along and, and pick your perfect piece of paradise, that would be great. Uh, but we can definitely recommend that location. Mm, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so onward and into the rat race of Melbourne's traffic towing a van. Look at It is actually not too bad, I guess, because there was so much traffic. We definitely chose to travel outside of peak hour, uh, but you can't get away from it. I mean, major city, major traffic. And so it's pretty controlled and it's not that fast. And so it's actually quite easy. It's, it wasn't as stressful as, you know, it can be built up or you can build up in your own sort of idea of what this is going to be like. Um, you definitely have to be aware of, you know, a lot larger vehicles and plenty of trucks and people zipping across in front of you and say, you know, just take it easy, take your time, drive to your own stress level and um, it soon passes as does everything. So we made our way to a caravan park called Braybrook, uh, located in and around Footscray. Franco cuts from a Footscray. I remember this commercial from when I was a kid. Franco cuts from a Footscray. Does anyone else out there remember that commercial if you're ever in and around Melbourne about 35, 40 years ago? Anyway, moving on. This is the closest caravan park located to the CBD. That is why we chose it. There's nothing fancy about it. It's comfortable. The best part of actually staying in this caravan park, other than its proximity to the CBD, is that it's located next to a Woolies. Oh, yeah, that's right. And also just a few kilometres up the road is one of Australia's largest shopping centres, which came in handy because we did not have anything, well, 
anything that you would want to wear to a wedding (sighs) in the caravan. We have lots of beautiful dresses and and suits hanging in our wardrobe at my folks' place in Queensland, but left it a little bit too late to organise to have anything sent down to us. So it was time to go shopping. Yeah, look, it was a total oversight. We just... I don't know. We just assumed we had something in the cupboard. We didn't. We didn't even have shoes. I mean, <laughs> it's not every day that you're really going to a wedding, particularly uh, in this day and age. So yes, we we ran around this epic shopping centre, and fortunately, there were some beautiful outfits on sale. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Maya. Yes, that's right. And along to this wedding, that was. Nothing short of spectacular. I mean, it was like being in a movie, wasn't it, Kate? It was really beautiful. And the best part was being able to catch up with so many wonderful friends of this family and and faces from the Gold Coast that we haven't seen in a long time since we've been on the road. So that was just, just fantastic. And I have to say, we had a night as big people. Yeah. You and I, out as adults, it was interesting and awesome. We're so in each other's time 24-7 that having a minute away without Jasper was, uh, yeah, strange. It was, uh, at first I was a bit, oh, oh, right, let's see how this goes. But then, yeah, that scene passed when we were <laughs> a couple of wines in and enjoying the company of of all of our our dear friends, and then Kate's on the dance floor. That was great, wasn't it? Kicking up a storm, Katie, when you're cutting the rug. It was. It was a really lovely night, and and we were very responsible and well-behaved and both woke up without headaches the next morning, which was a huge achievement given the… Free-flowing alcohol. Yes, exactly. Um, But it was nice to have a a night out, and it's been a very long time coming. Anyone would know who is full-time on the road. You are in and around each other's space all the time, so it is good to have those moments. And for Jasper, he had the opportunity to have a sleepover with one of his aunties and cousins, and so he was like, what are you guys still doing here? Yes. Like, when are you going? Yes. Pushing us out the door, wasn't he? Uh, look, it, it was just great. Really, what a wonderful night. So, And a beautiful Italian, huge wedding which we'd never been to an event like that before, so really great. One last thing to say about the caravan park at Braybrook is that it is probably one of the best locations if you're wanting to board the Spirit of Tasmania and you need somewhere to park up for the day or overnight before your ferry ride or coming off the boat. That is probably one of the uh, the main reasons why people stay there. That's right. There was a steady and constant flow of vans and motorhomes coming in and out that you could only assume were lucky devils on their way Mm -hmm. to Tasmania. Yeah, gosh, we will look forward to that again at some point, getting back to Tassie. Okay, but for this week, we have packed up and are heading out to corner country. That's right. We're going back to the outback, baby. Talk about just totally opposite ends of the uh, scale coming off the Great Ocean Road and heading back to the outback, but woohoo, can't wait. Bring on that warm weather. Warm weather, red dirt, epic scenery, incredible drive journey. We can't wait to bring that to you next week. For now, dream big, look after yourself, look after your family. And happy trails. Happy trails.